0: Well, I I like New Year's. I, I, I like the opportunity to to kind of start over. In one sense, I recognize that it's it's somewhat arbitrary, but it feels less arbitrary because there's just so much peer pressure around it. You know, if 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 I decided tomorrow, well, if this was not New Year's Eve and I, I decided tomorrow I'm going to start fresh on Thursday. Uh, th- there's just something that that I it, it doesn't do a whole lot. Like, I wake up on Thursday and, you know, and I'm like, maybe, you know, Friday I'll start something new. But there's something about, you know, turning the page on a new year that that gives me a sense of hope, however fabricated that may be. And and I I, I wonder, as you're looking at your year, and, and as a side note, congratulations, you did make it. You made it through 2023. We made it through the last... I feel like this may be one of the first years that I'm not Still wondering how I got from 2020 to the now, um, but you did it. You got here. Congratulations. And, and as we're thinking about the, the new year, perhaps you've begun to make plans, the types of things you want to do, maybe the changes you want to make in your own life, the habits you want to establish, the habits you want to break, the books you want to read. How many of you have, have a list of books that you're going to read? Awesome. Me too. We'll we'll po- we'll pull one another at the end of the next year and see if how 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 big that list is still. Um but that's that's great. I mean some of you I'm sure want to get in shape, you want to, you know, change your diet or or be better and eat less meat or it's if, if that's you I'm sorry, it's it's okay. Uh but we have these desires to make plans for the year. And, and as I was looking at this psalm, I, I really r- was reminded of the fact that, that it's, it's really easy to forget about God. Yes. It's really easy to forget about God. And in fact, if you were to go through as you're planning your, your New Year's resolution to read through the Bible in a year, maybe do that. Um, or in two years, but just read every day. Uh, as you begin to read through the Old Testament, what you see is this pattern of the people of God hearing God say something, yes. being spiritually forgetful, and then being reminded, and then forgetting, and being reminded, and forgetting, and being reminded. But it's not this sort of uh, just cognitive forgetfulness, you know, th- th- the kind of forgetfulness where you walk up to the refrigerator and open it, and you're like, why am I here? But then you're like, well, since I am here, and you grab something. No, it's not that kind of forgetfulness. It's the kind of forgetfulness that, that is, it's, it's a moral forgetfulness because it's always bad to forget God. We don't, we don't struggle to think about ourselves. At least I don't struggle to think about myself. What I want to change, what I want to see different in my life how I want my life to look, what I want my ideal schedule to be, how I want my kids to act toward me. I don't struggle. It comes very naturally for me to think about myself. And I have to be reminded to think about God because we're always in danger of forgetting God. And so what I wanted to do this morning is as we look into 2024, into 2024, I want us to think about who we were made to be and who God is. And why we ought to remember him. Amen? So let's stand together. We're going to read Psalm 148 together. I'm going to do my best not to trip over myself as we do this. Psalm 148, verses 1 through 14. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded and they were created, and He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree, and it shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all the deeps. Fire and hail, snow and mist, Stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens together, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His majesty is above the heaven and earth. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is the word of the Lord to us. Let's pray. God, we praise you. We magnify your greatness. We, we draw into focus how great and awesome you are. And God, in, in our mind's eye, as we consider your scriptures, I pray that you would bring a, a, a clear image of how great and mighty and glorious and worthy of our praise you are. God, I pray that you would, you would clear away the proverbial distractions and junk in our minds so there'd be a, a clear space, a stage upon which us, us to gl- glance at your, your greatness, and your, your word says in another psalm that, that we remember your deeds, and we don't just remember your deeds to, to rehearse them, but we remember them to be reminded of how great you are. And God, as we, as we survey a new year ahead of us, I pray that our hearts would be founded on your praise. As we think about our wise, why we do the things that we do, God, I pray that at the foundation of that, the the most fundamental why is in order to praise God, that we were made to bring glory to you. And God, I pray that you would move and minister among us by your spirit to those who feel no emotional affectional sense of praise coming up. God, I pray that as we consider your words, we consider your greatness, that, that our hearts would be warmed and that, we would, that praise would rise up. And for those in the room who have never considered really praising you, God, I pray that you bring the kind of salvation life that opens our eyes to behold wondrous things about you so that we can't help but praise you. And for those of who, us who have been walking and walking and walking and laboring in the Lord, and we're tired and weary, and, and, and like the psalmist says, we're panting like a deer who desires water, God, I pray that you would give us a, te- a taste of your spirit that would, again, bring a fresh praise to our hearts. Feed us and satisfy us from your word, I pray in Jesus' name, amen. You guys can be seated. Amen. The psalmist wants you and me to praise God in 2024. Amen. And if you ever need perspective, if life ever seems too out of control, too heavy to handle, too, just too much, if you feel like there's overwhelm, I would encourage you to read this psalm because I, I think the perspective that it provides is almost comical. And we're going to get to that in a moment. But he, he, he gives us three reasons that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay out for us to praise God. And kids, if you're listening, if you can list off these three reasons, you're going to get extra credit. What that means, I don't have anything to give you, but just listen. <laughs> We're going to praise God, our creator. We're going to praise God, our creator. We're going to praise God who is the glorious one or, or who is the, the amazing one, who is the awesome one, who is the magnificent one and then we're going to praise God our Savior. We're going to praise God our Creator, our Glorious One, and our Savior. Throughout history, you know, men and women have been excited and mesmerized and wondered about the stars. They've wondered about the sun and the moon. They've stared at the the sky at night, and they've studied it. They've done so much study that they could navigate by these, these bodies, these celestial bodies. There have been cultures that have worshipped the sun and moon and stars. And while that's bad, there's an understanding that there's something grand and glorious about nature that, that draws us up. Um, people have been trying to count the number of stars. I don't know if you ever did that as a kid. It's kind of hard now. We've got a lot of light pollution. So you're like, one, two. That's a plane. That's a plane. That's one Loudon. You know, it, it's it's a little tough, but you come out my direction towards uh, West Virginia, and you, and you can actually see the sky at night. Um, people have been trying to 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 count the stars, and and I I saw some estimations. One guy counted about a thousand. Another guy counted less than a thousand. Another counted guy counted more, and then the telescope happened and we found out that it was a couple more than a thousand. Um, One number that I got was 10 to the 26th power. So that's one and then 0000000000000000000000000000000. I may have missed a couple zeros, I'm not sure. Ask Ben at the end, he's a scientist. Um, But that's a lot of stars. And I just want you to just sit there for a second, because God created, I don't even know what the number is for that. We owe billions, trillions, and then in, I don't know. It's a big number of stars that just exist apart from your and my interaction. They, they, they exist. They do what they're doing. They're gigantic. They're huge. They're powerful. They're amazing. They're amazing. And, and they're they're just out there, and the only one who really has any sort of awareness of them is God Himself. And so God, when He decided, you know, I'm going to create creation, He creates billions upon billions upon billions of stars. So many so that we can't even our brains are like. We struggle to have any sort of real impact with that number because it's so astronomically huge. And God just did it in a moment for his own pleasure. And and the psalmist here says, praise the Lord. Praise him sun and moon and stars. He addresses the angels and the hosts who were created to serve God. And he says, praise God, you hosts. They're praising God. Psalm 19 describes the, the worship of God by, by creation a little bit differently. It says... Um, in the first six verses, the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims his handiwork, and it goes on day to day it pours out speech and night to night it reveals knowledge. in other words, when you look at the sky, what it 's doing is giving testimony to the fact that God is amazing that 's why you when you when you have a good, we call it a breathtaking view. It's because it catches your breath by how amazing it is. And, and it's, it's amazing to look at. Right? I, I wish we could all go outside or, or go to a planetarium and, and begin to see how amazing the stars are. And, and it captures our, our, our wonder. And then in a moment to realize that God decided, I'm going to do this like that. Can I tell you that I've never done anything like that in my own life, except for nap? Really good at that. Micro naps, I can do it. But when it comes to the kind of power and might and and ability to, to be able to call something like that into creation, I can't do it. And these stars, they are giving testimony to the wonder and the awesomeness of God. And the psalmist says, praise you, highest heavens, you, you waters above the heavens. And he, and he says in verse 5 and 6, why ought we, we, we to pray is God? Um, it says, because he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He gave a decree and it shall not pass away. And again, I just want to take a moment and think about the difference between you and me and God. How many of you, when you were in school, you daydreamed? The rest of you are daydreaming now, and you didn't hear my question, or you're lying. And how many of you, as you daydreamed, you imagined stranger than normal circumstances? You don't have to raise your hand at this point, but like you had superpowers or, or, or things are happening. Maybe you imagined that you could fly. How many of you, after you had that daydream, could then fly? Maybe, maybe you went out to the, the playground afterwards and you climbed up on the monkey bars, you stood up top and you're like, let's do this, I'm a, ma- I'm a magician, and you jumped and you fell and you're like, I am, I'm not. I'm closer to a rock than I am to a magician because my special power is falling. When, when we daydream, when we think about things, it doesn't create anything except for a thought. When God, he, I wouldn't describe it as daydreaming because his, his thinking is a lot more intentional than ours, but when he chooses to think about something, he can bring it into existence. Yes. Do you know why we're, we're standing on this, this surface, this, this floor, this ground, and there, there's a bedrock under here, and there's a core in this earth, and, and your heart's beating? How many of you guys are, are making your heart beat? You're having to actively think about that. How many of you guys have actively been keeping your air coming in and out of your, your lungs? How many of you have had the, the blood cells going through your body and you're thinking, okay, push, push, push. And God's doing that right now. And, and how many of you, this is the shocking thing. You think about like the crucifixion or you think about sin or you think about, you know, coming to church and losing your temper at your kid I'm sure none of you did that. And God's sustaining you as you sin against him. He, he deserves our praise. This is why the sun praises. This is why the stars praise, because he is, he is the glorious creator. He goes on and he says, praise the Lord, not just in the heavens, but praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures in all deeps. I love that he starts with the scary sea monsters. Right? He goes, the next biggest thing that you have to concern yourself with after you think about the sun, moon, and the stars are scary sharks. You know, uh, uh, gigantic squids, whatever's down there. Weird, vestigial, gross, scary, toothed animals in the ocean. Praise the Lord, you great sea creatures and all the deeps. Weather, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy wind. How does stormy wind accomplish God's purposes? How, well, I just answered my question that I was trying to ask. How does God's weather worship him except by obeying him? He goes on, he says, fire, hail, snow, uh, snow mist. We've heard of snow. We haven't seen snow, but we've heard of it. Mist, fulfilling his words. Geological formations, mountains, hills, fruit trees, cedars, it keeps going. Beasts, livestock, creeping things. Not sure I want to find out much about that category. Flying birds. He says all of these. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. How do birds and bugs, mountains and mists praise God? How do birds and bugs and mountains and mist praise God? By doing what they were created to do. You know, I I love, again, come out west, man. I love driving in in the morning to church because invariably it's going to be an awesome new site. There's, there's, There's this place where you're going through Berryville, going east, there's Wayside Family Fun Farm. That's a mouthful for a farm. It is a farm. It has a maze in the fall come out. It's a good time. Um, And you keep going. There's Knoll's Farm Market, which is now closed because of the winter. And you, you begin to approach the mountains. And you see the mountains in front of you, but then they begin to curve over here. And then you see the sky. And depending upon the weather, you might see mist coming up and fog that you're going to have to drive through. Or it might be clear, and it might be orange and, and pink and gold. But it's glorious. And, and invariably, I will say to my kids, check it out. Look at, look at, the, look at the cows. Look at the mountains. Look at the, the mountains. Or if I'm tra- tra- traveling south on, on 81 and, and I look out and there's this one mountain that do- it looks like the crest of a wave. Like all the um, other mountains were like, we're going to be normal, we're cool, we got a 3.8 GPA. And there's this one guy who's like, I, I got my GED, I don't know, I, you know, I did things different. Yeah. And I stand out. Yeah. And, and, and there's just something awesome as you're looking out at that. And you're struck by it. How how does God's creation praise him except by doing what it was intended to do, to draw our eyes up and to say, whoever created that is great, because that is great. When bugs burrow and break down the soil, making way for plants, they worship God. When mountains tower over the land, providing a place for plants and animals to live, causing us to wonder at their immensity, they worship God. God, when birds soar uh, over us and show us the wisdom of their their flight, uh, we've got some we've got some pilots in in our in our church, and I, I I've been on a plane. It is complicated to get human people in the air. I mean, we don't do it very simply, and birds are just like well, let's go fly. I'm flying. No, I'm not. I'm flying. I'm not. On, you know. You see the 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 ones that get on the the power lines, and there's like a thousand. And then one, who, I don't know who the, who the guy is, or gal, they're like, let's go. And then everyone's like, okay, let's go. And it becomes this big bush in the sky that's doing this, and then, then they stop. I mean, can't, I can't even walk in a straight line and not bump into someone, let alone, f- and they just, they just do it. And in so doing, they, they praise God. And then he goes on and he, <laughs> this, is, this is why I talked about perspective, because he talks about, uh, you know, heavens and, and the, the angels and the hosts and the sun and the moon and, and weather, powerful, destructive weather and sea creatures and, and mountains and hills and beasts and livestock. And then he goes to creeping things and birds, and then we're like, but where are we? Mm-hmm. Right here. Right after creeping things and birds, draw whatever conclusions you want to. He puts us there and he says, kings of earth, all the peoples, princes and rulers of the earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. I'm encouraged by this text, if only just to to acknowledge the fact that I'm not the point of my own life. Do Do you ever look at your life and your day and you're just like, if I'm the point of this, then this is not good. Like I hope that there's some other point than than the choices and the decisions and the life and the things that I'm involved with because, man, I have been ham-fisted today. Is that just me? Okay. But But what this text says is even in, in my own foolish little life, there, there's purpose, and, and ultimately, it's just a small piece of the puzzle. Some of you, that's dis- discouraging, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to discourage you by telling you you're not the point of all existence. We all have to come to the realization that we're not. All babies think they are. Babies are wonderful examples of this reality. You, you have a kid, and they're so cute, but then they get to the age where they're aware of toys. And they're kind of aware of other children, and, but not in a way that they acknowledge that that is another person that I need to honor. They're just like, "That is an extension of myself, and I want to push it over." I, I was a baby, and I don't know why my parents did this, but they did. Um, and I was like a, little, a few months older than my, my cousin. And so you need these two little fat babies. And I just pushed him over, and he fell over, as babies are wont to do. Don't do this children. You're listening. Don't do this. It started to cry. And like a sociopath, I started to laugh because I was a baby. And, and I thought, you know, this is a funny toy. And this, I think they put him back up and I did it again. And why they, it happened more times than it ought to. And the adults should have caught on. I was just a baby and he may still be scarred for life. I don't know. But but that kind of existence is how we all start, where we think that it's all about me, and whatever happens outside of me is just an extension of me. And what this text tells us is that, no, 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 it's all about God. And we're not extensions of God, but we're certainly at his service. And, and that is a freeing reality if you will embrace it. We praise God. Our Creator and the One who is glorious, and He goes on in this last verse and last two verses, and He says, "Let them, let them praise the name of the Lord, right? That name Yahweh, that covenantal name. For His name alone is exalted; His name alone is exalted; His Majesty above the earth and heavens. He has raised up a horn for His people. That that, the word horn, it's intended to express strength. Sometimes it's it, 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 it." It symbolizes a kingship, but the idea is God has shown his strength, he's shown his power, he's shown his might, and he hasn't just shown his strength in creation, he hasn't just shown his strength in his providential care, he's shown us his strength in his salvation. You know, when it comes to Israel, God didn't choose Israel because they were an awesome nation, and in fact, he has to like take them down a few pegs in Deuteronomy, and Moses is trying to wrangle these, these knuckleheads. You think your life is hard. Uh, he says, for you are a people that's holy to, your, to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession out of all the peoples who are on the face of the earth. It was not because you were more in number than any other people that the Lord set his love over you and chose you. For you were the fewest they started to think, hey, we're a pretty big deal. I mean, we got Yahweh on our side. Look at me. Don't I look good? And he says, no, you were a pipsqueak. You were the small kid on the playground. Yeah, but it was because the, the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath he swore to your fathers that the Lord had brought you out with a mighty hand. And lest we think, well, maybe his, the forefathers were big. No, he chose Abraham who was worshiping a different God. He should have struck down Abraham. For idolatry, but he says, you know what, I'm gonna extend grace. And that's been the name of the game for God from the beginning. I'm gonna extend grace. He is their savior. What about us? What about you? When you think about your life, when you're alone, not right now, if I were to ask, you know, why did God save you? Because He's He's gracious. I've got a lot of sins and He saved me. But there's something sometimes I think that we that creeps in, if you're honest. And maybe you're, maybe you're a better person than me, but um, ask this question of yourself. Did God save you because you were better? Did God save you because you were smarter, because you were wiser, because you were stronger? There are people that you know who have a very similar situation to you, maybe a sibling, and they're not walking with the Lord. And, and I would ask you, why is it you and not them? Is it because you're smarter? In my case, I can tell you it is not. Is it because you're stronger? Again, in my case, I can tell you it is not. I am a rascal. And and left to my own devices, I don't want, let's not talk about that. God saves us because he is saving us. In 1 Corinthians Uh, chapter one, Paul has a very similar conversation that Moses had in chapter one, verses 26 through 29. He says, "'For consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many of you were powerful. Not many were noble, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise.'" God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even the things that are not, to bring to nothing the things that are so that no human being might boast in the presence of the Lord. I would love for for the celebrities to get saved. I would love for for all the powerful people to get saved. I I would love for, for all the people who just innately have stature, presence, power, authority, influence. But you know what's interesting is so often God says, you know what that guy over there in the ditch, I'm going to choose that guy. You know that, that young lady over there who, who's been written off by everyone, I'm going to choose her. And, and if, you, if you read through the Old Testament and the New Testament, the, the people that God used were not awesome. Abraham was kind of, he was pretty mean to his wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Moses killed a man and then God decided to use him. David had people killed and he committed adultery and God said, this is, this is the man after whom I'm going to build. Now, he, he wasn't, God wasn't ensconcing his, his sin, but God was using broken and, and sinful people yes. So to show his power and his glory. And in Ephesians chapter two, whew, as we're coming to a close, still got to talk to the kiddos. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, it says this, by grace you have been saved through faith. Not by your good deeds, not by your smarts, not by your, you know, your beauty, you're so beautiful, you're so handsome, I'm not arguing with that, but that's not what got you saved. By grace you've been saved, by unmerited favor, by God saying, I'm going to choose to love you because I'm going to choose to love you. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not because of works, lest no one should, or so that no one may, may boast. He says, he's raised up a horn for his people, praise for all his saints. God has saved us. Now, as we look at 2024, as you consider all the things you want to do, all the new habits you want to establish, all the, all the things you want to change, I would, I would just invite you to, to meditate over this text and, and the priority that it sets. Not because you shouldn't do those things. Have whatever resolutions you want or don't want. Some people are like, resolutions are terrible. They're fine. Whatever. Do it. Don't do it. Whatever you want to do. It's fine. Habits. Develop habits. Make changes to your schedule. These are all fine things. They're fine, fine things. But but understand that you are not just made to be more productive. You are not just made to be more effective. You were not just made to make 2020 the best year of, year, 2024 the best year of your life. No, you were made to bring glory to God in 2024. You were made so that just like when I look at the mountains and say, man, God is good. People look at your life and say, man, God is good. That's available to you and me. Through you living out Exactly what God intended for you to do, for you to be the faithful spouse that God intended you to be, for God, to, for you to be the, the faithful parent that God intended for you to be, for for you to be the faithful, and, uh, and, and the person of integrity at your job, for you to be the person of 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 faithfulness, of of care and kindness among your friends. You all have a testimony that is so much bigger than you. God has made you to worship God and to invite others to do the same. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would help us to worship you, to make us a worshipful people who praise your name, not just in word, but in the way we live. God, I pray that like the mountain which does what it was intended to do, that we would glorify you. Lord, you made man or woman in your own image with the intention of, of bringing your image across all of creation. And I pray that we would bear your image well. That we'd bear your image better in 2024 than we did in 2023. Lord, help me to bear your image better. Help us to bear your image well. In Jesus' name. Amen. All right, kiddos. Who wants to come up here? Come on up. You, yes, you raise your hand. Come on. You guys are doing so good. So patient. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. How are you? Good. So I asked you a question at the beginning of the the sermon. What was your favorite part about Christmas? I want you to raise your hand so we have an answer. Okay, what was your favorite part about Christmas? Yes, Silas. Opening presents, Opening presents. surprise, surprise. That's great. That's, we're gonna come back to you. Yes, sir. Open my toys. Opening your toys, yes. Celebrating Jesus' Celebrating Jesus's birth, all right. Yes, ma'am. Um, playing, with my playing with your toys, okay. Yes, ma'am. Hanging out with your family. I wanna give you a hug. <laughs> going from place to place to get more presents. Okay, yes, ma'am. Seeing how family, how happy your family is to open. That's pre- that's awesome. Yes, sir. Uh, watching, football. watching football. Okay, yes, sir. Hanging out with your cousins. Nice, Gabriel. I'm opening and out with my cousins. Oh, opening presents and hanging out with your cousins. Yes, AJ. Opening presents. Okay, so. How many of you got, uh, well, a good present? I'm going to say the present that you wanted. Okay. So you all had a good time, it seems like. Now, when you had a good time, and maybe when you got a present, what did you do? Did you say thank you, or did you exclaim? Did you say, oh, yay? Did you get excited? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. You you? You said thank you? You said thank you? Okay, your kids, your parents are going to, okay. You said thank you? Do you have seven or are we just counting? You're just counting, okay. It was good counting. I just want to know where we're going. You have enough. I love that. You have enough to fit in your house. Enough is a different kind of word. He has a Lamborghini. That's quite a present. Okay. How old is your brother? No. Okay. We'll talk about that in a minute. The Bible says, one of the things that I talked about today is that the Bible tells us that we are supposed to praise God. But the Bible just doesn't just... Just tell us, you need to do this. Did you know that? The Bible gives us some reasons. You know what, what's one reason that, that we can praise God, like when we get a present? What's one reason we can praise God? Anyone? Pray. That's one way, yeah. We can praise God by praying. Yes, ma'am, what's one reason? To God. We can listen to God. Yes, Angela. Tell him, thank you. Yeah, these are all things we can do. Malachi. We can read the Bible. These are awesome things to do. The Bible gives us some reasons for why we do that. Reason number one is because God made you. Isn't that cool? God made you. You said thank you. I'm glad. Thank you. God made you. He was happy to make you. The Bible says that he put you together in your mom's belly. That he had a plan. I know. He made you. That's one reason that we can praise God is because he chose to make you. Are you glad that God made you? I'm glad that God made you guys. Do you know another reason that God tells us that, that we should praise God? Because He's awesome. He's big. He's amazing. He's, he's better than the best gift that we could ever give. And I'm going to tell you one more reason, as we're finishing up, why we can praise God. Do you know what it means to praise God? Praising God is like when we sing and we say, God, you're great, you're good, you're awesome. And praising God is, is, is also when we decide, I'm going to obey you, God. And by praying, I'm going to obey you, God, because you're awesome. The last reason that we can praise God, that we can say, God, you are great, is because he chose to save us. Yeah. Now, how many of you guys, you don't have to raise your hands, but how many of you guys have done things you were not supposed to do? It's okay, your parents know. Okay, some of you are not trusting me, and I, I, that's okay. You're like I'm not raising my hand. You know when we when we don't think when we don't do the things that we're supposed to do, and we do do things that we're not supposed to do. You know that that's that's not good. The Bible says that we're supposed to obey our parents. The Bible says we're, we're supposed to do a lot of things that you know what we don't do sometimes. And and the problem is that that we all deserve. We Because of the bad things that we do, God has to punish those things. But you know what? He wanted to make sure that even though we did those bad things, that we could be friends with God. Did you know that? And the way he does that is that he sent his son, Jesus. And you know what Jesus did? He listened and he obeyed. And then at the end of his life, he got in trouble when I should have gotten in trouble and he got punished when I should have gotten punished and because of that and because he defeated death he came back to life because of those two things I get to be friends with God isn't that awesome and since I get to be friends with God I can praise God isn't that cool do you want to be friends with God You can be friends with god he wants to be friends with you can we pray okay i want you to put your hands together like this i want you to close your eyes you can bow your head don't stare at the people around you don't try to talk to the people around you and and i'm going to pray and and if if you want to agree you can agree and then you can talk to your parents but we're going to i'm going to pray dear god thank you for this this group of kids dear god thank you for the gift that they are to their parents and to our church and God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus, the one who makes it possible for us to be friends with God. God, I pray that each of these, these little people would become one of your friends by trusting in Jesus, by turning and stopping to do all the things that are wrong and by trying to follow and trust Jesus. Or bless these kids, bless their parents, give their parents rest give these kids rest. Pour out your love on them, in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys are amazing. Can we give it up for our kids? Okay, go find your parents. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Well, family, as they're returning to their seats, parents, you're doing a great job. I know that sometimes you're like, no, I'm not. (laughs) But, uh, I'm so encouraged. I'm so encouraged by your kiddos. In 2024, let's let's keep things in perspective and let's praise God. Amen. Love you.